0: Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hadley and welcome to another edition of the Viewfinder Podcast. Among Hollywood's most versatile talents is actor and filmmaker Blaine Weaver, this week's guest on the show. Born and raised in Bossier City, Louisiana, Weaver has proven to be as skillful behind the camera as he is in front of it. In addition to acting in and co-writing the 2001 Don Cheadle drama Manic, Weaver has starred in, written and directed comedies like Outside Sales, Weather Girl, Six Month Rule, and the 2016 thriller, Cut to the Chase. Today, we'll be speaking with Weaver about his latest projects, the short film thriller, Ghosted, and the Christmas romantic comedy, Santa Girl. Headed for the film festival circuit, originally produced for the Louisiana Film Prize competition and directed and co-written by Weaver, Ghosted stars Weaver as a lovelorn man who aims to snag the girl of his dreams, but by the deadliest methods he knows. On a much lighter scale is Santa Girl, produced and directed by Weaver and now streaming on Netflix. The movie stars Wizards of Waverly Places' Jennifer Stone as Cassie, the college-bound daughter of Santa Claus, played by the legendary star of the Rocky Horror Picture Show and TV's Spin City, Barry Boswick, handpicked by her father to continue his gift-giving tradition after she leaves college. Cassie has to deal not just with the trappings of life on campus, but also an interesting love triangle between a charming yet average student, Sam, played by Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide's Devin Werkheiser, and the overly privileged Jack Frost Jr., played by newcomer Joshua Cody, who Santa Claus has already preordained Cassie to marry. Weaver talks about his experiences making both Santa Girl and Ghosted, and about how he's now teaching the next generation of filmmakers to make their mark on Hollywood. On this edition of the Viewfinder Podcast. Given that you've had experience in the suspense genre as an actor, writer, and director on movies like Cut to the Chase, Favor, and Deep Dark Canyon, how did that experience influence you as you prepared to do Ghosted, and if so, how?
1: When I first started directing movies and you know, raising the financing and, and making my own films, I kind of felt like I could only do romantic comedies because of the budget restrictions. Um, but uh, I did this movie Favor with a director and writer, Paul Osborne, that was uh, a really uh, exciting and interesting uh, suspense thriller. And I was just so impressed by what he did with the budget. Um, And so that kind of inspired me to try Cut to the Chase, which was, you know, uh, a little more action, a little less, you know, uh, uh, suspense and more thriller, you know? And so that was... A real learning experience of like what you can do in a limited budget, um, as far as those kind of practical effects, whether it be, you know, blood or guns or action, blah, blah, blah. But once I did cut to the chase, I knew that I could, you know, uh, accomplish horror and whatnot um, without being worried about it, uh, not having the money to do it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. ghosted, I got to do more of a I wouldn't call it a horror film, but it definitely has those thriller elements um, that I think just having the cuts off of knowing that it's possible uh, was very uh, emboldening.
0: Besides the fact that you were obviously empowered to make these kinds of films, what is it about the genre, specifically horrors and thrillers, that inspires you as a filmmaker to make films like Ghosted and whatnot?
1: Well, you know, I I love my job. I love all kinds of movies. And as a writer, I get to work on all kinds of things, you know, where I'm hired by other production companies and whatnot. So I've written a lot of romantic comedies, a lot of family comedies, uh, (laughs) a lot of horror movies. And, you know, for me, getting to make things, uh, I just like to mix it up. I like to be able to go from a Christmas movie like Santa Girl, which we made last year, into something much darker, you know. But for me, it's almost a palate cleanser of sorts. So, um, you know, when I made this family Christmas movie, when I got off that, the last thing I wanted to do was something cheery and uplifting. So I did something dark and twisty.
0: Ghosted was produced for the Louisiana Film Prize competition in Shreveport this past year, where it was also named as one of the top 20 films that competed there. Being a native of Bozier City, which is, of course, right next to Shreveport what was it like returning home to film Ghosted and to be part of the Louisiana Film Prize Contest?
1: It was great. There were so many things about uh, Ghosted that was kind of like coming home. Um, On one hand, I was there with my fiancé, Cherish McCormick, who also was my lead actress in the movie. So we got to work together for the first time doing something like this. Um, And also, like, I, I was at home for a period of time, and I was looking for a project to do, and uh, Haley Curtin, uh, who's a a college student right now, a a young writer, uh, she gave me her script that she had worked on, and I just thought it was great, Uh, so I got to collaborate with her in writing the film, and I've been friends with her parents for years, uh, and Patrick Curtin and Susan Curtin, her two parents, were both in the movie, so it was very much like a friends and family group. But yeah, getting to do something, do my job, which is normally Los Angeles or on location somewhere, but getting to do it in my hometown is just so satisfying.
0: And what were your memories of acting in Ghosted and of working with the locally based talent you had the opportunity to collaborate with on that film?
1: Well, that's what's so cool about being a director, actor. You get to choose the actors to stand opposite. And uh, that's one of my favorite things. So I, I choose actors that I like to work with and that I've worked with a lot. Um, so, you know, like I said, the the curtains and uh, the girls who are all, you know, playing the ghosts and stuff, these were all friends of mine and people that I respect their work. And so I got to play opposite them. And it's not even, you know, it's, it's hardly even work when you get to work with actors as talented as, you know, the, the cast that we had. Um, it was it was fun. It was fun getting to play something different. Uh, the character Ben is uh, a very strange, uh, off of center guy, and uh, I, I enjoyed getting to play that because a lot of times I, I get cast as the fast talker and the you know the the smooth guy, and uh, Ben isn't really that. He's the, he's uh, a troubled and distant human being, which was a stretch and something
0: interesting for me to play. What was it like working with your fiance on the film?
1: Well, that was really fun because she was a she was terrified of doing it. She <laughs> she had no uh, belief in herself at the beginning of it, but uh, she's modeled a lot, and I kept telling her it's not much different than modeling. You know, when you get into these situations and you just commit to the reality of whatever this set is, uh, it's the same thing, and it was really fun easing her into it and seeing her get more and more confident as the shoot went on. We shot for four days and I've always said that there is a, a a confidence that comes with it being your set. Uh, Once you get used to, you're going to be there every day. You're not going to get fired. There's really nothing you can do that's wrong. Uh, It's a very uh, exciting time when you really catch the wave of what the project is. And uh, I, it was great seeing her come along like that. And also just, Really fun for me introducing her into the world where I operate normally. Um, and she did a wonderful job. I'm so proud of the job she did.
0: In addition to playing the lead role in ghoster, you also co-wrote and directed the film at the same time. For filmmakers who may be wondering how that process works, what was it like for you to take on multiple roles like those during the production of that film?
1: Well, I think as a writer, what you do is you, um, it, it demystifies the script. Uh, so for me, I know that since I wrote it and I, you know, I worked with Haley Curtin on it, but I know it can always be better. So uh, if someone comes up with a better line or someone questions something in a script, it's not this holy text. You know, it's something that is constantly being improved upon um, a, as a director, actor. I've gotten the opportunity to do that a couple of times in a couple of uh, films that I've made. Um, so I'm pretty used to it by now. Uh, but it's mostly about making the other actors comfortable because I usually shoot my angle and do it uh, three or four times until I feel like it's where it should be before I go and look at it uh, on the camera to see if I'm actually imagining it correctly. (laughs) But um, it's the other actors that I have to always be aware of because you don't want to ever make them feel like you're not paying attention to their performance because you're just doing your thing. So, uh, being proactive and uh, lots of communi- communication with the rest of the cast, so that everyone knows that you're not just acting; you're paying attention to everything that's happening.
0: And working within the limited time frame that's allowed by a short film like Ghosted, what challenges did you encounter in writing the screenplay for it?
1: Well, I had this uh, great producer named Mindy Bledsoe, who was uh, just uh, so good at staying on me about cutting pages. Uh, she, you know, my initial uh, version of the script that Hayley and I built was about 15 pages. And I thought, yeah, I can I can shoot that and get it down to like 11 minutes. And that's just not accurate. Uh, we needed a 10-page script in order to get the film under 15 minutes. And uh, I was so glad that she wrote me so hard about cutting the pages. Um, and I had to get rid of, you know, I had to kill some of my darlings, get rid of these little moments that I yeah. thought really... Uh, helpful in telling story and telling who Ben is and that kind of thing but the end product is better for it being shorter and tighter
0: now shifting gears quickly your latest feature-length film as we talked about is the christmas romantic comedy santa girl which you produced and directed what initially attracted you to that project
1: you know it was it was funny it was uh, i was in los angeles And I had done some writing for a company called Capital Arts Entertainment, and they were looking for director for Santa Girl. Uh, So they hired me to do it. And at first I was reluctant because I I wasn't crazy about, you know, they they basically wanted a a Hallmark style Christmas movie. And I'm not crazy about Hallmark Christmas movies, uh, but I was able to make a romantic comedy that spoke to me. And uh, a Christmas movie that spoke to me. So I- I'm really proud of Santa Girl because what came out of it is a movie that my grandmother will love, uh, my niece will love, and, you know, that I also enjoy. So I think it's funny for everybody, and uh, I think the romance really works, and, you know, everybody likes a good Christmas movie, right?
0: Besides the fact that it's obviously a romantic comedy set during Christmas, what do you think makes Santa Girl unique from the Hallmark Christmas movies and everything else that people are used to?
1: It's a smart, sharp film. You know, uh, we've got uh, Jennifer Stone from Wizards of Waverly Place and uh, Devin Werkheiser from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, which is uh, popular shows for millennials. Uh, They probably know these actors already. But both actors are incredibly smart and quick and funny. So we're not... um, the the comedy and whatnot. It's not a condescending film, you know. It's not a simple, uh, easy, uh, paint by numbers uh, movie. I, I think it's it's got heart. I think uh, the the romance is relatable, and I, I just feel like it's a well structured film with you know a lot of heart.
0: And at the same time, you've got Barry Boswick who plays Santa Claus and Santa Girl. What was it like working with him?
1: Uh, he's so great. Like he's hilarious. Smart, uh, wicked funny, and um, he he always makes the material better. You know, he has got so such great comic instincts that when the uh, you know the the scene is kind of funny, Barry can bring something to it and make it really funny, which is a great thing to have in a movie star.
0: <laughs> and what about the other two leads in the film?
1: Yeah, I mean. The three of them worked together seamlessly. Uh, They would improvise when they thought they had a better line or a better joke to play. And they were all completely committed to the reality of what this world is. You know, I mean, it's a a world where Santa Claus exists, where elves exist. But also the feelings and the emotions that the characters go through are all real. Um, And they committed to it. And I, I think that's what makes it such a compelling story.
0: Santa Girl was filmed on the campus of Shenandoah University in Winchester, Virginia. You worked with 62 of its students, many of whom doubled as the cast and the crew on Santa Girl. Talk about your memories of that experience and how the university itself became involved in the making of that film as a producer.
1: Well, it was a very uh, specific experience. Like, I've never had anything like this before. And I think one of the reasons that Capital Arts approached me to direct it is because, you know, I've had some experience with uh, indie micro-budget filmmaking, but also, um, you know, I've had some teaching experience. So being on set, you know, uh, Shenandoah University partnered with Capital Arts Entertainment to make this film, and they provided the, the location, the university setting and whatnot, and we just had to have students on set as an educational experience. So... It was certainly unique, um, but like you really can't have a better educational experience uh, for learning film and learning screenwriting and learning acting than being on a working set. So all many of the ancillary characters, about eighty percent of the cast actually, uh, were actors from Shenandoah University's conservatory, and um, almost all of the crew. I, I had uh, uh, two producers. Uh, Paul DeFranco, who works at the university, uh, and Glenn Olson Anderson, and then I had my director of photography, Rob Senska, and myself, and that was pretty much it. We were the only structural crew. Everything else was covered by students, so there was a learning curve, and the the main actors had to have a certain amount of patience for the process, but uh, I'm just so proud of how it came out, and the students did a wonderful job.
0: After Santa Girl was completed in 2017, you continued working with those students on another film that you wrote and directed, which is the thriller called Getaway. What was it like working with them on that project?
1: That was an intense project. That was, uh, uh, again, micro budget, out in the woods, middle of the night. Uh, this time, the entire cast was uh, students. And, you know, they have a, a, a wonderful acting conservatory at Shenandoah University. So I got some great actors to choose from. And we did this, you know, uh, scary slasher movie that was really uh, challenging. And uh, I'd never done anything like that before, so that was new. Uh, but it was new in that if, if, if they weren't students, you know, we could have all gone out to the woods and stayed there and uh, made the movie. Uh, but as they were students, they had to come back and forth every day and we had to balance school schedules with making the film. So it was challenging, but I, I couldn't be prouder with how it came out. Uh, we're going to be on the festival circuit with that film next year, and uh, I just can't wait for people to see it. it it's scary and intense and, you know, um, a throwback to the slasher movies of the 80s, I guess, but also with some new, a new voice. So I'm excited about it.
0: And now, as Shenandoah's first director-in-residence, you're teaching courses in screenwriting and directing. Talk about the work that you're doing with the university at this time, including with the students on that Lifetime-style film that you wrote called Bad Student.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's new to me. Like, you know, I, I came out here to make Santa Girl. To, I'm in Virginia right now, and uh, but I came out for just a couple of months to make that film, and then I went back to Los Angeles and... That I came back last year to make Getaway, and then they offered me this position to be here as the, as you said, the film director in residence, um, which is something I never saw myself doing, but uh, it just came at a certain time where I'm like, sure, why don't we spend a year doing that? So uh, it's it's new for me. I think it's new for the students. It's new for their film department. They're, they're building this film department from the ground up, and uh, it's really <laughs> cool to be a part something like that. Um, uh, To be able to guide students and stuff that I love to talk about and I love to teach about, uh, you know, it's really satisfying.
0: Are you working with them on Bad Student right now or is it just basically where you're teaching classes at this time?
1: At this time I'm just teaching classes. We're trying to get Bad Student going uh, in the spring but it's about looking on whether Lifetime will greenlight it or whether we're doing something more independent. So it's either going to be a project like Santa Girl where we have outside financing coming in and we'll have cast coming in from Los Angeles or it'll be like Getaway where we do it more internally and it's more of a micro budget, uh, smaller project.
0: Are there any plans for Ghosted to become a feature film or do you feel that it's as good as it can be as a short film?
1: I I think it would make a great feature. Uh, I am very excited about that prospect. I also think that there's might be a TV show idea buried in there somewhere. Um, but I, I've always felt like making a short film for me, it's only worthwhile if it's something that I can do to introduce maybe, uh, financing or, um, you know, leading to something bigger. I, I, I like the feature film world, you know, and, uh, I think Ghosted was a nice test of a great idea, so uh, I'd love to, to see more. I'd like to see where that story goes.
0: To wrap up, talk about the other projects that you and your production company are working on at the moment, as well as those that we can expect to see from you in the near future.
1: Well, uh, as you mentioned, Cut to the Chase is out there on iTunes and Amazon, and uh, I'm quite proud of that movie. Again, I made that in Shreveport, Louisiana, and uh, it was a, a real labor of love. So that's out in the world. Uh, Santa Girl comes on Netflix starting November 1st. Um, be available on DVD tomorrow, I believe. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, Netflix brings this whole millions and millions of... Eyeballs to a movie that I'm very proud of, so we're excited about that. Uh, Getaway will be coming out next year. It will do the festival circuit for a while, and then hopefully we'll uh, be making a splash uh, either streaming or theatrically. And uh, you know, I just wrote uh, an American Pie movie uh, called American Pie Girls Rules, which will be coming out next year. So there's a lot of stuff in the pipeline, and you know, I I'm just staying busy.
0: Once again, my thanks to today's guest, actor and filmmaker Blaine Weaver, for coming on the Viewfinder podcast to talk about his latest projects, Ghosted and Santa Girl. You can follow the Viewfinder podcast on Twitter at ViewfinderPod and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Podcast. Check out the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, please spread the word. I'm Chris Hadley. Thanks for listening.